Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Hello and welcome to Table Manners. I'm Jessie Ware. And I'm here eating a whole bag of crisps before dinner. Yep. Delicious. Okay. Lenny's here. Looking divine. But Lenny's here been cooking, darling, because Jessie arrived a little late. Um, well, are we speaking about ourselves in third person now? Because yeah. Jessie <laughs> was busy making a new record, and Jessie oh. did the last three. So, so Jessie says, so, go So it was all left to Lenny. <laughs> oh, my God, it's a band breaking up, Mum. Stop. Um... Thank you for your Pleasure. services. It's okay. What's on the menu tonight? A simple meal. Great. But everyone loves it. So you, you don't feel too tired by the meal? I'm just clarifying. So there's no shopping, no prepping, nothing. No. Okay, no, fine. fine. Um, had a little flirt with Steve and Ginger Pig, didn't you? Had a flirt with Steve gave and Ginger Pig. Gave me an extra slice. Love that for you. <laughs> I think actually knowing a butcher well it is probably the most life-enhancing attribute you could possibly have so steve said i'll put another one in for you thanks right? steve thanks love, steve love ginger steve. pig we love um, you so what are we having so we're having the best ginger pig sirloin tagliata um which what i'm going to tagliata do, mean it's chopped up i mean i think that's i think what we've it done means. this a few times but that's okay we've, only, we've done good. it three times russell tovey no. stanley tucci no, it wasn't Russell Tovey. It was. It was? Yeah. Oh, and I was giving Rocky meat under the table it's to French keep bulldog, in. Yes. Yeah. Um, so it's, and I'm going to put some rosemary and lemon on after I've seared it both sides just as a little juice with all the juices from the Do you the do it steak. with butter or oil? Don't, I'm not doing it with anything. I'm going to do it in my new hex clag pan, darling. Oh, because you are a hex clag person, and I actually think the bear. Yeah, I think it might be better without anything on because it will sear it better. And the hex club. Yeah, I think so. Well, I might put a little bit of oil in. I'm not putting butter in because he doesn't have dairy, darling. Oh. Yeah, well, I'm trying to avoid killing him. Okay. He's allergic to peanuts and seems to be allergic to eggs and doesn't eat eggs and dairy. Okay. So everything's done with olive oil. And then I've done a baby jam lettuce and um, avocado salad. Fab. Then I've done some slow-roasted tomatoes. Gorge. And some grilled asparagus. Pardon my carbon footprint because I'm sure it wasn't made I'm sure it wasn't harvested in Kent no it's mm. not asparagus season no is it? it isn't but okay. I really fancied it mm. and I've done little baby potatoes that weren't very baby they were very grown up potatoes and I've done them in olive oil and rosemary and garlic 
Yum. So that's so very like simple. Steak dinner. Steak dinner. Sounds delightful, Mum. Um, we have Jacob Collier coming on yeah. the podcast. Now, Jacob Collier, if you don't know who he is, I don't know where you've been. He is a multi-instrumentalist, talented, soulful musician, artist who has collaborated with everyone from Stormzy to Herbie Hancock to Hans Zimmer to Michael McDonald. So Jacob Collier is kind of a big deal. Okay. Um, And you may have seen videos of him where he gets the audience to become a a choir. choir. Now think about thousands of people singing. And these are people that are coming to enjoy an artist, but they are having to partake. And the sound he gets out of them is stunning. So we have the brilliant Jacob Collier coming up. Um, He's got a new album out called... It's D-J-E-S-S-E. But I'm going to say it's Jesse. Jesse Volume 4. And and it's got Shawn Mendes on it. It's got Stormzy. It's got Michael McDonald. It's, um, he's got a new single out with Camilla. Camilla who? Parker Bowles? She's just, she's like Cher. She just calls herself Camilla. Um, but that's coming out, um, in February. So he's got, yeah, he's got the album coming out later in February and the single coming out. So I think he's coming on to talk about some of his music, but he knows the drill. He's going to be fed. And we'll be talking about food. Jacob Collier coming up on Table Jacob Collier is here in so much colour and making me very <laughs> Looking, happy. Yeah, you've really cheered up this yeah. room. Yeah. Oh, that's good to hear. Thank yeah. you. Is that a rainbow vape on your it, neck? It would appear to be a rainbow. It's in fact a rainbow ocarina and it goes... <laughs> I was once at a party in New York City, I think it was. Yeah. And I was approached by this girl, extremely intoxicated, just yeah. very having a merry old time, who yeah. was convinced it was a vape. And, I, and she said, oh, can I have a go on it? And I, I thought she meant, like, give it a toot. <laughs> You were like, oh my so God, I, the I girl like, of my dreams. I was like, go ahead. And then she kind of went, and I said, no, you're supposed to sort of breathe no. out. You breathe yeah. out into it. And it was like, yeah, 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 yeah. And it just didn't make a sound. And then we kind of parted ways. And that was the end of the story. She wasn't for you, She Jacob. wasn't for me, but that's okay. Um, Ocarina, isn't that what like Zelda has? Ocarina of Time. Is that, yeah. that is a thing? Yeah. Yeah, very much so. Do you play Zelda? I used to a lot, actually. I played the one after Ocarina of Time, which is called Wind Waker. Which is, is where that another music instrument? It was so Link, who's the main character of yes, Zelda. I didn't I know think we'd be Link. here at this point of the Sorry, conversation. Babes, yeah. So Link um, conducts in the air, and depending on the shape that he conducts, it's kind of like up, left, right, whatever. He can change the direction of the wind. And I mean, for so many reasons, I just love this so much. You know, the idea of like magic and the idea of conducting the air, and all, I just yeah. a lot of it was just like yes, yes, yes. So that was like my main. Maybe Zelda you should protocol. do like the next soundtrack for Zelda. That sounds great. Babe. Yeah. I'm, I think I just got you your next I'm totally gig. down. I'm totally down for that. Do you always wear colours? Often, yeah, very often. Who knitted your jumper? This, I don't know the, the name of the person. It's beautiful. But I appreciate it. Is it I, warm? I like pink. It's, it's nice and warm. Yeah. It's a little kind of, well, how can you put it? High. It's like a, it's like, a almost, short, like, almost a like a crop short. top. Yeah, but it's fine. So it's chic. It's, so it's, but warm, then it it's warm on the top. those pants, which a li- are... A little, yeah, that's true. That's true. And then They're let's, uh, you've, uh, babes, it's... It's bloody January. I know you love your Crocs, but at least get the furry ones, doll. So I have the, some furry ones, but I'm going to... Are these your own brand ones? They though? are. They are. These are the Jacob... But how look. are your feet? You've got frostbite. I've got two pairs of socks. <laughs> <laughs> Tricks of the trade. Tricks of the trade. But yeah, this is the Jacob... This is the Jacob Croc. But I do think that maybe you should do a winter fur version. 
I would be down. I think that's what they yeah, need to see. We need really... manager now. Yeah, I'm sorry, yeah. This is amazing. I'm just getting all these ideas. <laughs> Zelda, it... Winter Crocs. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. cheers. Here You're here. It. Cheers. Lo- Thank you. Lovely to meet you. Really lovely Thank to you meet you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Cheers indeed. I mean, I feel like I know you with your beautiful voice. Your voice is... Well, oh, my Your voice oh. is stunning. I was playing Mum, the song with Michael McDonald on. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I went... And she went, oh, Michael. And I was like, no, no, that's Jacob. Yeah, yeah, right. right. <laughs> Michael yeah. hasn't come in You've yet. You've got the gravelly voice there. So actually, the first person who sings on that song is my friend Clyde. Okay. And Clyde is in a band called Lawrence. And Lawrence are featured on that song alongside Michael McDonald. So you may have mistaken me for Clyde, who has an oh, amazing okay. voice. okay, maybe. Amazing voice. Does he have the gravelly voice? He goes, yeah. like that, which is the Michael McDonald thing, which I adore. I think it's but gorgeous. But yeah, because lots of your chords are quite Doobie Brothers. Like, totally, yeah. totally. Do you love the Doobie Brothers? I adore the Doobie Me Brothers. Me too. Do you? I, yeah. I feel like you love everything, though, about I, music. Yeah, I, there's something to love in everything, that's, that's for sure. But the Doobies are filled with n- a, nutritious that, chords. That and, album, every song on it, from which, what, which what one what of those a, you mean? the one with Waterfall Bleeds. Waterfall Bleeds is the best. It's my best song, it's, I think. Probably yeah. one of my favourite songs. Oh, Me too. So it's January. Yes. Your album's coming out in February. That's true. So, Why is it called Jesse? Okay. It's, it's not after question. her. I mean, it? it has a D in front of it, so I know it's not <laughs> okay. after me. And we've just met. But, you yeah, know, I'm just, volume five. Just a, huge, hey, just a huge fan, yeah. <laughs> so, so, well, when I was a kid, my friends used to call me JC. Because okay. they, that's my initials, Jacob Collier. So yeah. it's like, hey, JC, let's go out to the park and play Ultimate Frisbee or something. And, um, was that what you were doing? Things like that okay. yeah, in my, uh, in my uh, abullient youth. But... Anyway, I, I wanted to create a series of albums, so volume one, volume two, volume three, volume four, that kind of that contained all the things I loved about music, which is a lot of stuff. Mm. And originally it was one massive, great big album, and then it kind of sprawled into two and three, and then eventually became four. But the idea with it being, yeah, volume one, volume two, volume three, volume four, was each of them are a different kind of universe of sound, different bunch of collaborators, mm. um, different state. But they're they're all kind of this adventure that I went on and I'm still kind of going on as this album's just been finished in figuring out what there is to love and what there is to explore with. So it's, it's kind of self-titled in a sense, Jesse being kind of JC, but it's mm-hmm. also in some ways this kind of external character who's going on this journey that I've kind of populated this, this world of, of different things to, to play with and stuff. It's, I've learned so much in the last six years making these four records. How old are you? Crazy. 29. You're too talented. It's annoying. <laughs> really quite. You're an overachiever. Oh, well, Jacob, well, you're an overachiever. I, I apologise. Apolo- <laughs> Jacob, apologize. what was the first instrument you played? Oh, well, I suppose in some ways it was the voice. Probably the same with everybody. I, I'm curious what you would say to this. But for, for me, I was, I was listening and speaking the same language of music. So I, I grew up as a child singing everything I could hear, which gradually became sort of more and more dense musical things so you, you start with by singing notes and then you want to sing chords and then you want to sing really dense chords so I would layer my own voice on top of itself to be a bit, a, a, a bit like Michael McDonald actually the way oh, he does when those you were stacks. layering it were you were doing you were using software already I, I was so I actually when you got, were little yeah how, how young so I got Cubase which is one of yeah. the various music yeah. softwares when I was seven years old and it was me with my little SM58 and just just getting on into that into the chords and getting filthy there's with it. nothing quite like a good harmony and oh, you really dig them oh I dig them so much it's gorgeous it's gorgeous so I spent so much time with just with that whole world and, and stre- stretching my voice yeah I, I adored it but piano was important for me growing up too and then bass became more important in my teens played sort of double bass and then I was always kind of tapping on surfaces I've been told I'm not allowed to tap yeah, on this you're table behaving yourself so far so yeah and it's really hard <laughs> but um 
So he played drums as well. Yes. He plays everything. Yeah. Right? So so on on the various albums I've created, I I, so play I t- tend to play all the instruments. It's just one of the things. It's one of my hobbies. So taking it back to Ultimate Frisbee. JC. <laughs> yeah, yeah, back in the day. Where were you and who was around your dinner table and mm. what is a memorable dish from your childhood? Fantastic question. So I actually still live in the house I grew up in when I was one, two, three years old, which I feel really lucky to be able to say. So you're still there? Are you there I'm, with your parents? I'm still, yeah, so I live with my mum and my two sisters and it's been like that for so, so, so long, kind of as long as I can remember, you know. So all of the primary associations you make as a human, like this is a door or this is a tree or whatever they were all formed and forged in this exact home so it's such an intimate place to grow up and uh, there's one room in my house I kind of took it over as my studio space it started just the room with the piano in it so it was with obvious gravity for me but I've sort of since created this this wonderful kind of um kaleidoscope of different things that make sound in this room I've made all five albums I've ever made in this room so hang on so like Stormzy's coming over to Finchley yeah Michael McDonald's coming. Michael McDonald's uh, I recorded in fair enough, Los okay, Angeles. Not Michael yeah, that's, McDonald's. that's a long way. But um, yeah, I've had all, all sorts of people. I think Tori Kelly's been over to my house. Umu Sangari's been over to my house. Um, Jojo. I've seen her live. Have you? Umu Sangari went with Jill and Johnny. Okay. Yeah. Where did you see her live? Was it at a, the Barbican? Oh, was it? Yeah. She's extraordinary. She's isn't she? extraordinary. And when she sings, she has all these beads in her hair and yeah. they kind of shake and they add to the percussion yeah. of the. Oh, yeah. it's just, it's just She's extraordinary. extraordinary. Yeah, amazing musician. She's like, kind of like the, the Queen of Mali. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's very different from say like having Jojo around. Yeah. But it's just it's just an amazing room. It kind of it's like a shape shifting room. It kind of it, it adapts to whoever's in it and supports. It's just like a magical place. So what were you eating around the dinner table? So, yeah. So get to get back to your question. Like we're going to talk about music quite a lot tonight. Yeah, potentially and, so. And is food very important to you, Jacob? Food, or not? food has always been very important to me, and none more important than home cooked food. Okay. If I had to sum up the first say ten years of my life in one dish, yeah. I'd have to say it was the homemade apple pie. Oh, really? Which yeah. just is, still now is just a Who staple. Who makes it? Your mum? My mum, yeah. And does she do a crust underneath as well as on top? Yeah. Or just a crust on top? No, so it, there's a, there's like, there's a, a sort of pastry oh, base talented. and a pastry at the top. But the thing about that dish is that there's no sugar in it. But it's just so unbelievably delicious nonetheless. Because she uses eating apples, probably. Yeah, she does. Yeah, yeah. Was it quite a healthy household? Yeah, I would say so. I would say so. We didn't, well, partly because I'm allergic to nuts. Right. I didn't grow up with a lot of chocolate because I was sort of advised, hey, don't eat chocolate. I didn't have chocolate until I was 13. And how and did that feel? It was it tasted really weird. <laughs> it's like, ooh, because textually it's quite it's a lot. Al- it's like kind of alarming. Yeah, it's You're not familiar. used to it. You think, mm. Slightly waxy, I think. Yeah. 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 Do, See, you, do you it, like it, doesn't, it now? Yeah, uh, kind of. God. Kind of. It's weird. I just, I never, do you, know, do you know what it's a bit like? It's a bit like Disney for me. I just came to it so late on. That you don't get it. That I didn't forge the like Nostalgia. fundamental roots. So I watch it and it's like, that's so much fun. That's gorgeous. I love the characters. But it's not like, that's my jam. Like if, when I see the beginning of Lion King, it's like, that's an interesting plot. You know, it's not like this feels like when I was five years old uh-huh. or 10 years old. So you didn't watch telly. So you had, I imagine, musical evenings with your family. Plenty of musical evenings. Do your sisters play? Yes, they do. So you'd say, the let's just... Yeah, yeah you, can say that. you can say that. Von Trapp. Von so you'd all say, let's yeah. play something tonight, and just yeah. for fun. Well, the thing we, we most like to do, which we still do, is we sing. And because and oh there's, there's four of us, it, so it's, we sing SATB, which is it's called SATB, which is soprano, alto, tenor, and bass. So a lot of the most like foundational repertoire for choir is written for SATB, so it's perfect. My, what my are mom, you, bass? I'm, ba- I'm bass. And Who my, takes tenor? My mum sings tenor, because uh, she can get down to like... 
selfless. Mm, you know, down right. to these kinds of yeah, yeah. She 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 takes one for the team, and then yeah, my sister Sophie sings alto, and Ella sings top from soprano. So have you had a sing song today? We haven't because Ella now lives in Germany. My sister lives in Germany, okay. so we've. So did you lose we're, we're the down, alto? Down mezzo or soprano? Well, did we you lost lose? the soprano. Oh, I'm and so sorry. it's like it's all the tunes. Mate, I'm it's sorry. About that. So we have to we have to adapt. Can she have know? a Zoom with you and just <laughs> no, have a little? Never works on Zoom, does the la- it? The latency is tough. The latency is tough. <sighs> it's tough. But yeah, many musical evenings throughout my childhood. But it wasn't just playing or singing; it was just listening and talking as well. Popular music or classical music? Oh, a mixture. As well. A mixture. Yeah, I grew up with. I, I don't know how it was for you, but I grew up with such a like massive breadth of music. It was kind of like there was no difference from listening to say Stevie Wonder to listening to like. Stravinsky, you know, like a, like really amazing classical music, or or maybe like Joni Mitchell or Bjork, or it was just like this is music, and so I kind of I was brought up to, in a sense, just kind of embrace anything as welcome. But I I mean, I know you can do anything, but I do feel like deep down you're yeah. a soul boy. I think there's soul in me. For like there's sure. a lot there's of D'Angelo lot, going there's on a lot with of that Leanne Le Havre song. Oh and yeah, stuff. yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. So good. But you know, I feel. I mean, you can do anything. And then, um, is it Little Blue? Yes, yeah. With Brandy Carlisle, that's yeah. kind of James Taylor. It's more folky, and it was yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Oh, thanks so much. Yeah, but like you, um, I mean, you can do anything. But I feel okay. So you were doing singing. Mm. You were eating apple pie. Oh yeah, it was a good playing time. ultimate for This sounds like a really nice childhood. It was, it was good fun. Yeah, it was good. How was it for you at school? When I can imagine that you were so consumed by music, was it yeah. hard to focus on other subjects? Yeah, school was pretty weird for me. And it's funny because since leaving the education system, I think I've met more and more people who I feel like are my people mm. who had a similar experience at school. Of kind of like, I just don't think this education system is necessarily designed for people who don't want to follow the instructions, if that makes any sense. And it's, it's funny, I think my kind of temperament is to be often quite respectful to people, but also I'm quite irreverent. So I'll do things in, in ways that I don't expect or you don't expect or haven't necessarily been tried and tested before. I, I just, I love the edge, but I'm also kind of like, kind of kind and stuff. So I think being at school, I didn't want to make people, I didn't want to sort of, I wasn't a big troublemaker at school. I didn't sort of want to cause a fuss. Are you or, academic? I, I wasn't. You're I would, clever, obviously. I, I'd say I'm bright in a sense, but I wouldn't say that I, I wasn't extraordinarily diligent at school. I didn't sort of but the music department or, must have thought you were the, was that a good the music god. <laughs> well, I think that they found me quite irritating in a sense because oh, I, really? the instruments would go missing from the cupboard and say, like, oh, Jacob must have been in. Or, you know, I played, I played drums in my school band, in my, the school concert band, so it's 60 students and, you know, you get handed out the music. And I've never been that good at reading music. And so I, the music was on the stand and, you know, the part just sort of was like really basic, kind of like doot, 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 for the whole five-minute piece and I'm just thinking and then it just really got under the skin of the conductor thing are you serious just can you please just read the part you know so so I think there was like a love-hate thing with me and and the the various departments no no it was a really bog-standard state school with every kind of person you can imagine and I kind of loved that because it kind of well it it takes the it takes the edges off but it also gives you an, an access point to so many different kinds of people in the world it's like how do you think about this how do you think about this and I think that I think in a sense it was good for me, but did yeah. you go to college? I went. To, I did half a degree in the end, and then I kind of escaped halfway through. What was the degree? In? Well, the, the the degree was in jazz piano at the Royal Academy of Music, which sounds very <laughs> academic. And in a sense, it was. It was. It's a really prestigious and beautiful institution that my mum studied at and her father studied at too. So I was like third generation at the academy. And the jazz course is interesting because it's um, jazz for, for starters is a big word, 
And I also have never really thought of myself as a jazz musician. I think I think just thought of myself as someone who loves sound and mm. chords and mm. stuff. And so in the on the jazz course, you know, you learn a lot of old songs, you know, like Autumn Leaves and All the Things You Are and Stella by Starlight, all these are really classic, classic old songs. And then you learn how to improvise over them, all sorts of things like this. But I think I was it was kind of like by day I was studying jazz, and then by night I was like building this like cathedral of of ideas of just like, oh, I really want to do this, I really want to do this. And and every day on the day on, on the way to school, I would listen to a whole album start to finish. On the way home, I'd listen to another album through all the way through from start to finish. And so I did like thousands of albums. It's like a dual process. One was like in the classroom doing the thing and following the instructions, and then the other was like building the inner world and I've just always been so excited at that that process like build a world that feels true to you, you what know? was the album that maybe made you think I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get on the tube tomorrow or the bus tomorrow to go back to I'm gonna stay in and yeah do the... was there a particular album where you were like you know what sod this I'm not going back to <laughs> um I remember when I did the whole of the Beatles discography in one week like that was a big week it's a big <laughs> week all of the Beatles you had the whole Beatles in a week and and you know, it starts off real chipper and all the great songs, you know, but, and by the end, it's just like so deep and psychedelic and kind of, oh, blows it's just, your mind. It yeah. blows your mind. And so I think by the end of that, I was kind of like, what is music? <laughs> you know, like what can music do? This is just such a massive thing. Are you hungry, Joker? I'm going to start. I could do some food. Okay. Yeah. Definitely I'm, do some okay, food. I'm going. On the menu today. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. What's what's the situation? It, we're having tagliata, which is uh, steak, beautiful with rosemary and lemon. Yeah. Done at the end. Unreal. It's kind of. Would you mind it a little bit rare? Are Fine. You okay? Yeah. Yeah. yeah totally. Okay. So we're having that. We're having them with some smashed potatoes. They're not some, oh, they're not smashed. They're mm-hmm. just roast new potatoes. Then, but uh, and fair then, play. Uh, fine. Salad, slow roasted tomatoes, some asparagus. You know, you got yeah. The whole cohort. Yeah. Exactly. Whilst mum is busy with the steak, yeah, yeah, we haven't really talked about food yet. No, really, I know Jacob, it's true. It's and true. I, and I, I kind of thought this may be the case, and I'm loving hearing about your music. It's, it's, it's enthralling. It's amazing. Would you say you're a big foodie? I would say food has always played a very essential part of my life. But the reason it's never got like under my skin, yeah. is because I've never really cooked very much. Okay, and so I think there's a. There's an intimacy with food that you could only get from making it. But so so okay, you don't you don't really cook. So I don't cook, but I eat avidly, and I would I would say actually a huge part of my childhood not only were the apple pies and spaghetti bolognese's and mm. the roast chickens, all that kind of stuff, mm. but fruit. Actually, I'm a massive fruit bat. Okay, I always have been, always will be. So what would be in the the fruit bowl of Jacob Collier? So many things. I mean, mangoes number one, always always number one. Huge advocate of mangoes over here. <laughs> Pomegranates would be number two, I'd say. Love them. Just like outrageous. Like the how, rubies of the fruit world. Literally, the pearls. How, yes. how does that exi- how did yes. that come to be? You know yes, think fabulous. That? And then when they start putting it on savoury stuff, yeah. it just got even better, didn't it? Yeah, it, I've never had a dish with pomegranate in where, I, where the pomegranate has been unwelcome. <laughs> do, you, do you know what I mean? It always adds something. Yeah, I like that. Something to aspire to. Um, <laughs> so maybe you need to start with pomegranate being one of your ingredients <laughs> yeah, that's my when core, you're cooking. That's my core ingredient. <laughs> yeah. That'd be a unique, a unique menu. I'd, I'd be offering. I like. You that. just have to go to uh, Otolenghi. You'll be alright. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> totally, totally. Um, okay. But, so, so man- yeah, mangoes, mangoes. pomegranates, um, kiwis. But I mean, it's just like the feeling of my mum cutting me an apple before school, just quartering the apple, and like handing, you know, like that. I can't, I can't describe the joy of that feeling. It's pure comfort for food for me. It's just you think, hey, it's a bit of an apple. So when I when I play shows, 
And What's on the rider? The rider is just fruit for me. You know, it's like mangoes, pomegranates, apple, and then I have like hummus and guac and a bunch of pitters or flatbreads or whatever. Grand Marnier, limoncello, root beer, and we're done. Limoncello? Yeah. I guess it's a fruit. Yes, yeah, a fruit. I think it's because it's, it's fruit adjacent. I, I've always... You are the only person that I know that is having limoncello on their rider. Are you serious? And you're like in your 20s. Yeah, yeah. That's like a kind of like, I feel like an elderly mafioso. Like, I mean, oh, I'm, really? I'm into this. I'm, yeah, I think. I love this. I think there's like, there's like a mafioso version of limoncello, but also it's just so delicious. Oh, I, I, I disagree with you, Ben. You don't like it? I find it quite like medicinal. Ta- too, too tangy? No, say? it's not the tang. It's like what is it feels it like it, it's like medicine. Hmm. I don't know. So yeah. you've got limoncello. What's your other booze on your rider? Romanier, orange liqueur. Another yeah. fruit. I didn't realise until Babe. you said this. <laughs> I'm, I'm a obsessed. The Romanier is. What are you having special. with Romanier? Just, just neat. Is that kind of like the like the musical prodigy version of like Cavorsier or something? Having what's, gra- what's that? Could- everyone, put, you know, all the kind of. Hip hop lot have Cavorsier. It's like grab the Cavorsier, which is a brandy. Oh, it's a brandy. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you have Grand Marnier. Honestly, you're blowing my mind with your rider. I'm, I'm kind of into it. Are you touring a lot this year? Yes. How are you feeling about it? I adore it. So it's okay. I love it. I didn't used to love it. And, and it changed once you included the audience and you felt. How many, how many band members do you have now? Six. Okay. Yeah, so it's seven of us on stage. We're, we're adding one from last... Last year was six in total, so five. This year is seven in total, so six. And, what was um, the instrument that got added? Guitar. Specifically, like, electric guitar. But there are actually four guitarists in the band. I'm one of them. Um, but we all play in a different way. So, it's, yeah, it's quite, a, it's quite a dynamic bunch of people. We, all, we also all play lots of instruments. So we're also, we often trade... We'll trade instruments throughout the show. It's really, really fun. So how does it work with all your collaborations? Yeah. You know, Will, how do you perform those songs? Do you have someone in the band singing the Brandy Carlisle or the yeah. Shawn Mendes bit? Yeah. Like, I, yeah, I've got a really capacious... Or do they all come out in different cities? Well, if there's a special occasion gig, yeah. um, like at the end of this year, I'm playing at the O2, and I'm going to wow. try and get them all to come out for that because it's just a mad time. Of course. But I think for... For most of the time, I've, I've got a band that's kind of specifically designed to cater for all sorts of different kinds of voices. So I've got three incredible women on the front line of my band. There's uh, Alita Moses, who's just unbelievable, unbelievable, unbelievable R&B singer. There's Erin Bentledge, who's like an extraordinary sort of folk and jazz singer. Then there's Lindsay Lomas. So I don't know if you know Lindsay Lomas, but she's like kind of like a soul. It's like the soul and the pop. And they all have such different voices. But together, the, the sound is unlike anything you've ever heard. So between them, they can be like Tori Kelly or they can be like Jesse Reyes or they can be Shawn Mendes or they can be Michael McDonald like it, they can shapeshift and I, I deliberately designed a band that could that could do that kind of morph into whatever was necessary yeah. you know? I'm intrigued about the audience being the choir mm. because I mean it's amazing what you do oh thanks when did that start Great and question. when did you realize mm. that you could get a whole room of potentially tone-deaf people yeah, yeah. to sing like an army of beautiful voices. <laughs> well, I guess it began in the one-man show days, yeah. where, as I mentioned, it was like this mm. process of coming out of my shell, learning about audiences. And I think when I first started out, a lot of the, my audiences were, were, were musicians. Like, they loved music so much. Yes. That was, like, that was the core of my fan base when I started. So they wanted to sing. Uh-huh. And they, they not only wanted to sing, they wanted to sing harmonies, right? So I'd get them to do a call and response or I'd sing one of the songs and they'd be singing along. So I'd, 
I think at a certain certain point, I realized, well, okay, if you you guys just keep singing that, I'll, I'll loop you over, and I'll sing this, and then actually you sing this, and so I'd have two parts of the audience doing different things and stuff. And over the course of those sort of three years of learning, you know, this I was sort of age twenty to twenty three, like figuring this out, and you learn most people what they lack is not skill it's permission uh-huh. to give in that scenario people know what to do mm. if you just say you can do this yeah. genuinely you can do it they do it and it's like magic and if you it is magic there's nothing like group singing is there nothing. like group dancing group singing it makes yeah. everyone feel happy it's it's so good for the soul and um yeah, I think, I think for me, it was just like this realization that I was at my happiest on stage when everyone was singing in the audience. Yeah. I, I think I've always felt kind of strange to you about this idea that you're like, there's a hierarchy between you on the stage and you, you do the performance and the audience just sort of sits and wow. has to just sit pretty and watch. It's always been really weird to me. I think, you know, I remember seeing, have you seen that Queen video from Live Aid in 1985? Some of it. At Wembley. Yes. There's this legendary moment after the first song where Freddie Mercury... I think he improvises it, but he just does this cool response. He goes like, yeah, yeah. And everyone goes, yeah, yeah. And it's like, yeah, 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 Or whatever it is. I remember watching that as a teenager being like, that is the coolest thing I've ever seen. Because he, every single person in that whole room feels welcome. They feel involved. Mm. They feel like they have an access point to the music and they are like, they feel seen. I'm like, I'm here. I'm, I'm a voice. I'm a pixel in this image, you know? So I always had that as a North Star and... Um, have just figured out techniques to make people comfortable. If they see other people around them doing it or they hear other people around them doing it, it kind of boils them up into doing it more. It's easiest in like proscenium theatres or like indoor venues with with ceilings mm. because when you sing, you hear, it's like this reverb basically. You mm. hear the voices come back to you so you, people feel even more encouraged. Yeah. The hardest is outdoors. So at Glastonbury... Yeah. I literally did not know if that was going to work or not. It was. It did I, work. It did work, and I was blown away. But I walked in front of that stage in that blazing hot, like thirty-five degree oh, sunshine, yeah. and I just gave it the best I could. I I was expecting it to be kind of like, okay, well, thanks so much. We tried, you know. Did you Did you know what you were going to get them to sing? Yeah, I, I planned a route through. It's a systematic approach in the sense there are there are three parts to the audience. Mm. I give each part a note, and then I move each part, the note up and down, we're using my fingers and my eyes. So I'll say, you, up, you know, and then they, but they go up. But that's the thing that I found so amazing. You're not telling, you're not telling what note to do. I don't say do. a word. No, I that's don't. That's what's so amazing. And right, right. And they know the intuition. They know. They, they, everybody knows. Or you could say enough people knows that the, the others will follow. And um, once people realize, oh, so that means you go high, and that means you go down, then... It's like the it's like it glues to, it glues together, and there's an amazing process when you you say okay up, and then it kind of ripples, kind of goes as everyone like instantaneously gets it. And yeah, outdoors is always harder than indoors because there's no reflective surface, so it just kind of goes up into the heavens, and that's the end of the story. So how will the O2 be? It'll be alright. I think it'll be awesome because there's a big old ceiling in the O2. Do you? I mean, apart from having like maybe a few fabulous guests yes. in there. Will you be ambitious with your audience? Because oh, you believe in I'll, them. I'll go all the way in. And that will be the last show of the year. So I'll be, I'll be in shape at that point as well. Like I'll, I'll, I would have trained like myself up for that moment of 20,000 people. Yeah, you're being a conductor at that stage. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so let's talk about food on tour. Yes, yeah, You've yeah, probably yeah. travelled around the world, right, by now. Uh, yeah, yeah. Where's you, where are you kind of, where do you go a lot? Do you know, the city I've played most in in my whole life is Tokyo. 
Oh, I'm so jealous of you. I've played the most shows in Tokyo, which is so good for and many reasons, but sushi is number one for me. Oh, the food is fantastic. The, yeah. And do they sing? Do they go for it? They do sing. I did a fu- really funny gig in um, Osaka, actually, in 2022. And it was right when COVID was kind of ending. And there was a ban on... <laughs> there was a ban on... Um, on audience participation, vocal participation, because it was expelling air. Did you defy that? Well, I did actually defy that, but but I I, I know, I know, I know. Well, I, I didn't until the very very end of the show because basically what they said is if you are seen to encourage singing, that's, we we will like, pull we'll pull the power from the show. Okay, fine. So that's like, like your thing. That's the show. Man. Like you can't do that. But anyway, we got to near the end of the show, and I I did I improvised an equivalent thing with clapping. So it would be like, and they would do, it was cool. And then right before the end of the show, I did an encore, and then I was just kind of like, and then I, I got away with that. And I got some, saw some fuming eyes and from the side, from the security, but uh, yeah, we, we got away with it. And you've been invited back since? Uh, I, have no, I haven't played Osaka since. <laughs> but I don't think it's for that reason. But, um, but yeah, Tokyo, oh, I mean, the, the food. The food. Is there a The audiences on the food. Gosh, the, the thing with Tokyo that I find magical is that you can walk into any sushi spot and it's going to be amazing. I know. But sometimes the best ones are the ones that aren't the fanciest looking, you know, because there's lots that look really fab and, you know, it's like, hey, come to the best sushi in town. But we found a place last time we were there. We were there in August 2023, play show in Tokyo. Amazing. It was an amazing experience. And there was a little kind of dive sushi place really close to the, to the hotel. And, you know, you've, you land Tokyo from London. It's like a really long trip. You're exhausted. You don't want to get in the cab and go into Shibuya or anything. You just want to roll out the hotel and see what there is. So we found this place. And it was, I kid you not, it was the best sushi I've ever had in my life. And we went four times. And oh the, on the whole God. trip. It was are so you, good. Are you a creature of habit? Yeah. Yeah, if I find... Yeah, my mom would definitely say this too about me. It's like, if she cooks a meal that I like once, I will just eat that meal every day. So the last three days, I've eaten pasta with tomato sauce because I just love it and I just don't get bored of it. <laughs> and I even had leftovers for lunch today as well, pasta and sauce. So, so hon, did your mom do a big batch or you just have to, you've just requested No, it? no, she, she did like a big batch. Um, and you've just been and it, we just, loving we, it. And we just guzzling it down, you know. Look at this. Oh, mum, that looks good. That looks good. Mm. Please help yourself, Jacob. Thank you so much. This is just this out. so amazing. Would you like some more champagne? I could, I could do a top of champagne. Oh, great. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com 
mum, whilst you were cooking, we were talking about Jacob's places that he, I mean, he's touring loads. Do you like Japan? Oh, I love it. I love it so much. Why? I think what fascinates me about Japan is the underbelly, because on the top, it's very clean, organised, people are very hardworking, very respectful. And then when you dig in, they're underneath, it's like crazy. Bonkers. Crazy. You know, there's like, there's robot kind of did you go DJ to the robot? sets. Yeah, did the... you go to the robot show? No, I didn't, not this last time. But I've heard such legendary things about them and they're just, it's just bananas. You know, kar- even just karaoke in Japan, it's just another level. Which leads us actually onto a question that we ask everybody. We usually ask well, at the end. Favorite. Go on, Lenny. Do you like karaoke? Well, you probably do if you're in Japan. Yeah, I... I... Do you ever do it? I never really seek it out, but when I find myself in it, I'm always kind of like, I forget that this is fun, you know. What's your song? I, well, I've sung A Whole New World, actually, speaking of Disney, A Whole New World. <laughs> and I've, I've never been to a karaoke bar where I've had to perform by my, like, a song by myself. So I tend to do A Whole New World with, with like, there's, there's one particular friend of mine, his name is Michael, who, who sings the, I, I sing the girl part, he sings the boy part. Really, really fun. It's not um, you and Michael McDonald doing bloody no, karaoke No, it's not Michael McDonald, no, it's not. But that does sound like a fun day out. What would be your karaoke song, Jess? Whenever somebody else says one, I'm like, oh, that is a good mm. one. I don't really like the rapping thing, doing that. Mm-hmm. Do you rap? I mean, I rap in a, in a Jacoby way, <laughs> I suppose. Does Stormzy rap? He yes, does. Mum. He does. He also sings. Stormzy. But I've heard him sing. Stormzy raps better than almost anyone in the world. Mm. Really? Oh, yeah. He works with Jacob a lot. Yeah, I, love, I love that man. Did you get him into singing? Um, no. But I did, well, I made his latest album that came out, it's called This Is What I Mean. He was made on this island, O.C. Island, mm-hmm. which is off the east coast of Essex, I yeah. think. It's a crazy, beautiful place. You can only get to the island during about two hours of the 24-hour cycle because the ocean covers up the road. So once you're on there, you're basically just on there. And mm-hmm. Stormzy assembled his kind of like A-team of producers, arrangers, songwriters, artists to help him craft this album. And to my total amazement and delight, he invited me to go. So I went to this island, 2021, and he was he played me some demos where he was singing, you know, and he's got this beautiful voice. Very vulnerable. Really, just like straight from the heart. Mm-hmm. And so he kind of entrusted me with a, with a few of those songs to kind of decorate around him, to sing and to bolster him up. So I kind of, I, I got to know his voice quite well yeah. on that trip. And so when I was finishing this song of mine, which is called Witness Me, that came out recently with mm-hmm. Sean and, and Stormzy and Kirk Franklin, I kind of knew I wanted him to sing a chorus because I know I know what that would have what that meant. Mm. But yeah, he's he's a, he's really a, he's a rap titan, this Stormzy. Have you done any film scores? I have done a few film scores. Yeah, yeah, here and there. Films that I'd know. Do you know the the Boss Baby films? <laughs> yes. So I've I've actually in Boss Baby two I scored a whole there's a whole scene uh, where the characters are jumping around in this musical which I scored myself and then the Boss Baby one I helped out here and there but I'm a good friend of Hans Zimmer's so. Hans will often call me up and say, hey, I, I, need, um, some, I need a little bit of sprinklage, you know, on here and there. And so I tend to oblige. What fun. Really, really fun. Really fun. If you could live in any other period for music, mm. when, I, I mean, I feel that Great you question. enjoy this time of music because I think you enjoy all the technology. But if there was another time in music, when would it be? Mm. See, I feel privileged because I was born in the 50s and mm. grew up in the 60s. Yeah, you've got a good... And I think it's a good haul. I think you know, living the Beatles, the Rolling Stones, David Bowie. Mm. I mean, what more could you want? And then all the black music that was so wonderful. Well, then Stevie, and then Prince, and Earth and Fire. I mean, I'd probably go back then, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, just as a listener, as a lover of listening to music, as someone who makes music, there's just no better time than now. 
food, Jacob. Okay, last supper. Darling, more wine last for supper. your mother. Um, <laughs> last supper. Last, this, this is hard. This no, is, it's not that hard, it is, Jacob. It is a hard question. Come on, okay. Okay, starter. What's it called in sushi when you have the, is it yellowtail? Yeah. That you yeah. get on the, it's like it comes flat on the plate. Yeah. With, and it's so like, it's just so flavorsome. Mm. There is a name for that. I don't think I know it. What, like the sashimi yellowtail that you'll have like without the rice? You have it with the kind of almost like, yeah. is it ponzu sauce or yuzu? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah there's some, it's something like that. It's Maybe not, a jalapeno's on there? I think it might be that. Okay. It's not like, it's not straight sashimi. It's like, I always seem to get it at the beginning of a meal in sushi. But that starter, like little, whatever whatever it is, yellowtail something on the plate with all this amazing flavor, that is ju- it just gets no better for me than that. Where have you had the best yellowtail? It's either Los Angeles or Tokyo. Okay, tell me your, your Los Angeles spot. It's called Kampai. Oh. There are two Kampais in LA. One of them is the one, and the other one is, is also great, but it's not the one. The one, I think it's actually near LAX, Kampai. Kampai, who took you there? My dear friend and first manager, Adam Fell, who's still on my management team, he's obsessed. He's obsessed. Okay. And so we went there. They have like a room at the back. <gasps> Just um, you need to get there, darling. Cause, you cause have the Omakase and you're like, Oh, it's yeah. the, there's the whole haunt. And it's because Adam knows the owner. The owner, right. is, the owner is a huge fan of Quincy Jones. And Quincy Jones is Adam's boss. So Quincy was my oh manager. My and this is my first manager. Quincy so, was your first Quincy manager? Jones. Well, yeah, I signed to Quincy Jones management. That was, what, that was how I kind of began my journey. Le yeah. Fleur. I mean, he's, he's, the, he's the greatest. So Where the, did you meet him? I met he him found in you. Montreux, Switzerland. Uh, because, uh, uh, jazz yeah, because he he saw a YouTube video that I made. Yeah, it reached him, and he also reached uh, Herbie Hancock, who's another one of my absolute heroes. Me too. And I flew to Montreux 2014 when I was 19 years old, Shit. and I I met both of them there. Were you performing in Montreux Jazz Festival? I just went to meet them. Oh my god, this is so romantic I, and fair. I just went to meet them. So they so Quincy flew me out. Can you imagine? Quincy flies me to Montreux. What did your mum say? Well, I'd never. I'd never been on a plane by myself, you know. It was like... You're this... an unaccompanied minor. Yeah. Almost. Well, you I, weren't I minor. Well, I was 19, yeah. I know, but like, well, I was 19, but not... I was, you know, Did you go on your own? I did go on my own. That's really brave. I would have been terrified. It was a little scary, but I went on my own. I met the great man. I met both of them. And I ended up playing in the jam session. They have a Montreux jam session. It's a legendary jam session. I ended up playing a little jazz tune called My Funny Valentine, which I played on the piano. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And fabulous. Quincy got up before I sang. He said, hey, this guy is, to me, this is the future of... What, everything I love about music. This is Jacob Collier. And that was the first time I'd ever been introduced ever in public. And I played that tune and it... Did you sing as well? I sang it, yeah. I played, played and sang my funny and all this stuff. And it was just a moment. It was just a, a, mo- oh a moment. Oh my God. And so I, I began working with them kind of shortly after that. I was really hesitant about it all. I didn't want to go into the music industry and be a big star and have someone take me under their wing and sign to a label. I just wanted to do the thing I wanted to do. And Quincy was... Just this amazing guy who was able to say, you do you, Jacob, you know, I'm not going to get in the way. And it was for that reason that he, that he got me, you know. So I signed with his team. Adam has been president of that company for 20 years or so. And the, the guy who owns Kampai is a huge Quincy Jones fan, okay. close friend of Adam's. So Adam always gets the special back room of the restaurant. Love this. Yellowtail. That is a very cool starter, Jacob. <laughs> Thank you for that. Yeah. We've got a little pud for you. Mm. Actually, Mum, you could have actually you couldn't have played this better right. for Jacob. Like right here. Because he likes fruit. I adore fruit. So it's just fruit, babe. This is very serendipitous. Here, darling. What have we got? We've it's got It's just little the little it's compost really. 
with apple oh, and black, black. But like, I feel like that will do you it's nicely. Perfect. And this is coconut. You're good. Oh yeah, I'll get, I'll get so that. So does that mean it's not dairy? Da- it's dairy. It's dairy. Yeah, 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 <laughs> terrified. I'm so terrified. Just one, darling. Right, you've got a spoon, and that's coconut, whatever it is. Maine. Maine. It's so hard to say. I'd probably say the main would be spaghetti bolognese. You know what? I you know. and Michael McIntyre, babe. Really? Yeah. yeah. There you go. I'm I in, love I'm in good company. Okay. It's, re- it's, it's homemade it's one of my homemade, yeah. homemade spaghetti. I mean, it just doesn't get better than that. Does your mum really. do, do anything particular? But how do you manage without parmesan? Oh, it's fine. It's great. Well, first of all, look, the, the dairy-free cheese is getting on a pretty good level nowadays. So that's one thing. But I think when my mum does what does a tomato sauce of any kind, it's just just so many good vegetables in there, and it's just it's stacked full of just delicious. You never tasted parmesan. I have tasted parmesan. Of course he has. Yeah. He probably just tasted just shit, a, mum. Do you not like it? It's just like I don't know. The smell is kind of weird for me. Oh, you see. And the texture is kind of. I don't know. I think unless you get the bug, it's, I mean, maybe it's like Disney and all these other things. It's like cheese <laughs> and sorry. Disney. Unless unless you unless you re- unless it hits you early and chocolate. Unless it's you early, it's like it doesn't get under your skin and then you don't crave it. And then it's like, do I really need it? Probably not, you know. Well, everyone needs Disney, though. Everyone, everyone needs Disney. I love Disney so much. Right, okay. <laughs> Main bolognese. This has no sugar in. Oh, my, 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 mom would, my, my mom would yeah. be proud. <laughs> it's really nice, mum. It's really refreshing hmm. and just yummy. Thanks. That has definitely got, that's got okay, dairy, okay. I'll, but that's I'll stick coconut. with the coconut. Yeah, that sounds good. I um, love that little expression. What? Tastes, tastes like, like no, no other. other. <laughs> yeah, it's good. <laughs> tastes like no other. So pudding, is it going to be your mum's apple pie? I would say so, but I, w- I would say, I would. can I do like yes. two puddings? Okay. Of course you can. So, so it would be, be my mum's homemade apple pie with, honestly, probably just like a massive fruit, like the best fruit platter in the world. Just like all the stuff. We've got pomegranates, we've got mangoes, we've got berries. Kiwis, you've got everything, with Bailey's ice cream. Oh, I love Bailey's. <laughs> but how can you have that? I, do, I can't, but I do. This is my last supper ever. Give me a chance. Okay. Yeah. So, Bailey's ice cream, yeah. Jacob Collier. Come on, what can I say? That's it. It's like, no, like, I don't know. It's like kind of looking at you like you're Pat Butcher now or something. Right, like right, that. right. I can't right. like it. It's a twist. It's a twist. What, so, what would be your drink of choice? Would it be? Throughout the meal? You can, have, you can change it up, babes. You okay. can. Let's start with dessert. Okay. Sotan. Oh, I well, love Sotan. Oh, is that a, is that a dessert, dessert, dessert wine? Sweet white wine. Sotan is the greatest, the greatest for me. I love it so much. But you know, in the old days, my auntie used to bring Sotan for our Christmas dinner. Yeah. When, before people drank. Yeah. That, that's, yeah. That, that's what we do. That's what we do. Huge fan. And okay, so, we're working backwards. So, okay, so that's my dessert drink. For Maine, what am I having? Bolognese. Um, you have sake with your yellowfin. Hold on, we're not there yet. We're, well, no, we're going that, backwards. That's the start of that. No, yeah. we'll, we'll get we'll get to that in a second. Okay, we'll get to that in a second. I, for me, for my main meal for bolognese. Yeah. Hmm. Not red wine. Just let the guy speak. I'm <laughs> trying to help him. No, red wine's a great shout. I can maybe a dark red one would be quite nice. I'm also just a huge root beer fan. Do you know? Do you know about root beer? I mean, I can't say I've uh, partaken in it. Really? So no. Oh, it's, it's wonderful. I don't think I've ever tried root beer. It's another beer. one of the, it's quite polarising. It's uh, Some people just cannot <laughs> be that. Where did you have root beer where... and who were you, which, which jazz legend were you with having a root beer? <laughs> well, I first had root beer in in Los Angeles in yeah. 2006. Who when, got you into root beer? I'd, I think it was just on tap at the diner we were at. And I thought, oh yeah, I'll, I'll try that. Did you have a, like a float? Did you have like yeah. ice cream Oh yeah, top? yeah, yeah. Well, not the first time, but then I got into root beer floats later. But root, it's, root beer is really, it's made, it's made out of licorice. 
Okay. It's not for everyone, but it's it's for me. It's for me okay. for sure. Maybe we'd have root beer with the um with the main. Do you know what? I, what? Okay. Either root beer or yeah. There's a really like prevalent soda in Vienna, Austria. Yeah. Called Alm Dudler. It's only in Austria. What is it? And I played a show in Vienna in the summer this year, and they, it was in my hotel room. There was a bottle of this Alm Dudler. Honestly, I think it would. I'd actually say Alm Dudler over root beer, though I what love root it? beer. Alm Dudler. It's like a combination of all my favorite. Stuff. It's like it's kind of like an elderflowery, gingery. Oh, lovely! Like a lemonadey, kind of like a bit like apple tizy. It's just like of a, an appetizer. Oh yeah, but it's just such a great combination of all these different drinks, and it's just it just slaps. It just slaps, and it's it's like refreshing. Could you like what like spirit could you have with that? Honestly, you like honestly, it would work? anything. You could totally mix that with whiskey. You could mix it with I probably mix it with rum. That's what I do. Rum. Yeah, because it has like the rounded sweetness, you know. Mm. This think, sounds great. What's it called? That was it, Alm Dudler. I actually, I loved it so much that I ordered like a crate. Yeah. To Im- I imported a crate from Vienna to London. Um. And, I have it in my, and I have it in my house. Have I, you drunk all of it? I've, no. drunk, I've drunk about half of it and the mm. crate arrived in the summer and I haven't been home that much. So that's my excuse. Okay. I love that. Okay. But it's great. So, and, then, and then for starter. It's not like when you buy ouzo in Greece and then you drink like it. Crap. It yeah. tastes I've terrible had, when you're not by the sea. I've had that exact experience with ouzo actually. No, but for starter, I mean, like, sake is, is the obvious choice, but honestly, like, we had champagne today, which is delicious. Kia Royale. Do you know Kia Royale? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Champagne with a little black... Oh, it's... You're a little fruity thing, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. Um, Blackcurrant, black disease, current. yeah. Jacob Collier, that was a that was a decent Last Supper. I would say it was eclectic. <laughs> well, much like... Global. Our mate here. Global. Global, I love it. I love it. I, a I can global dinner. If we were going to come over to your house... Yeah. You're welcome anytime. Thanks. Do a sash. Yeah. What would you cook for us, Jacob? Me, the, me, yeah. me cook too. Oh God, you look terrified. That's like somebody saying to you, "Go and do improvise." Like, do go and do a jam. I'm like, me, me, me. Okay, <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's, how, that's no, how you he feel. doesn't cook. I mean, I would make you beans on toast. I like beans on toast. Delicious. Or crumpets and tomato soup. Crumpets. Crumpets. You have for your tomato soup. Yeah. What's like your that? favorite tomato soup? Um, just Heinz. Might be the Heinz. Yeah. yeah. For me, it's still at, at rocks. Heinz tomato soup rocks. Dip the crumpet in, and it, it kind of goes in the holes of the crumpet. Yeah, great, really yeah. good. Are you a marmite fan? Never really got into it, but I wouldn't say I'm like averse to marmite, like all the like no, like, like yeah, the, like love the, that it whole or hate squat. it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I never really had a chance to properly judge it. Maybe Are you going to uh, Australia anytime soon? Maybe next year, I think. Veggie might try that. Maybe you prefer that. Veggie might. Yeah. Okay. Slight, slightly less empty. Jesse loves the food in Australia. Oh my god, the food. Me too. Oh, Melbourne is just it's lobster so roll. Melbourne's Melbourne's like New York a bit. It's just like you you kind of go anywhere and it's going to be stunning. The thing about Melbourne, which I love, is that every single cafe is like a one-off hipster experience. That like it's, there's not like chains in the same way. I love it. It's just, it's just, and you know you're in for a treat no matter where you end up. It's going to be amazing. Where are you most looking forward to eating on mm, your tour? Mm, great question. Is it Japan or is there anywhere well, else that you're going? This you're like, year, okay. I don't think I'm, I'm not trying to go to Japan this year. I think I might swing by Korea this year. Swing by, love that. Get and some face masks, babe. Best skincare. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah okay. Hydrate that skin. Oh, those long holes. Jesse, there you go. That's where your brother wants to go. I really year. want to go to Seoul. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. I'm sure I might be going in March. How fun! Yeah, just just for promo actually, because I've because this this amazing group is Esper. Do you know Esper? They're like a K-pop supergroup of today. They're oh, just K-pop! Absolutely wild. Are they on your record? They are. There's a song with Chris Martin and Esper. 
Crikey. Yeah, and it's quite oh, a combination. You're just literally you in every them? concert. Oh my god, that's like a it's, super group. It's wild. So, it's have you wild. met Chris Martin? Yeah. He's, he's one of my dearest friends. Is he lovely? Friends. He's absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. But because Esper are just so, like, they're so massive in Korea, we're going to go to Korea in March and try and shoot, shoot some video stuff with them and get all that going. And I, I love it. Good luck with the record. Thank you very much. Yeah. You're, it's such a pleasure to meet you. You too. You're so amazing. Yeah, you, you're amazing. You're inspiring. You, you, it's so exciting to see what's going on with you and, and the collaborations and just how how lovely you are. Oh. I'm still cracking up about your ocarina. Somebody thinking it's a fucking fake. It was amazing. <laughs> that is the best Can story. Can you just I... give us another quick blow on well, that? This, yeah, okay, here we go. Jacob Collier, JC. Thank you so much for coming. It was a gorgeous time. Wow. What a lovely man. He's just incredible. Just astonishingly bright, optimistic, positive. Jacob Collier, thank you so much for coming on and just being so wonderful. I think maybe he should learn how to boil an egg when he gets home. Well, he's all right with baked beans, so yeah. he'll be fine. Um, Jacob's album, Jesse, Volume 4, is out on February the 29th. And his new single is out with Camilla, Mi Corazon, is out now. Um, thanks to Jacob for coming. I just said to his manager, I was like... Does he change your mood? Because I can imagine if you're with somebody so uplifting and, and positive, it stops you being in a strop. Yeah. We all need a bit of Jacob Collier in our life. Yeah, I think we do. Um, right, we'll see you next week. Thanks so much for listening. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com